Mr. Uh, oh, excuse me, Lord Scarbladder. You and your horde of orcs are gonna find these catacombs most sufficient for your needs. If you'll just uh, follow along there on that non-repo blue enumerated floor plan I've provided. But you see, there are 33 main chambers, five secret corridors, and a particularly nasty passage into the Underdark. Did I mention that the previous owner's gonna leave behind his carrion crawler? Yes, yes, it's all very nice. But do I really need eight different pit traps? I'll lose half my goblin hirelings before the first adventurer ever steps foot into the place. Well, think of it as a uh, lackey incentive program. Oh, so those damned magic mouths at every alcove? Well, that's the price you gotta pay for security. And, and this maze section. Do you really think that I want to get up and work through that every morning? It could be model. Do you know what it's going to cost? To replace those iron maidens alone in Hey, don't sweat it, don't sweat it. You know what? I know some people. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Hi, this is Bob 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 Vila. And now. It's time for the show, This Old Dungeon, the show where grognards go to get their grog on. Lieutenant Dubas, we're going to get a lot of stuff done, or he kicks my ass, or it'd be awesome. I'm Briggy, I'm Thomas's wife, and I'm the noob. Somebody here call a carpenter? Uh, this is Thomas, husband to Briggy. And uh, let's see, I work for a library, I write, I draw, I paint, I do all of this, but none of it very well. The truth is, I can always find games, though. This is Lou Alvin. I could charitably call myself a game designer and game publisher, but definitely a veteran role player of 35 plus years. We work on it the rest of the night, we get it together. We can do this, right? There's no way in hell we can do it. All right, Dungeoneers, we got a special episode tonight. Uh, this is uh, kind of off the beaten path. We're not going to talk about necessarily any particular game or a particular adventure, but I'm here with an old and good dear friend of mine who also happens to be one of the one of the best artists I know, and I've got the pleasure of having him uh, do some of the art for my upcoming book. Uh, so with me now, uh, we have Christopher Tupa. Christopher, how you doing? Hey, hey guys. Hey Louie, thanks for having me, man. This is super exciting. Yeah, it's, I'm glad to have you. So, um, we go back a while, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see, uh, 30 something years? Yeah, something like or that. <laughs> we, yeah. won't, we, won't, we don't have to give the exact number. <laughs> long, long time. I think I've, I've known you longer than anyone else that I'm not related to. <laughs> as, yeah, as yeah. far as yeah, like uh, relationships go. So, Definitely. Uh, back to uh, what? Maybe third grade, second grade. I, I, I was thinking it was <laughs> kindergarten grade. or first. When did when did you guys? <laughs> yeah, you sure. guys moved into Lafayette, Indiana, didn't you? Yeah, we moved in, and uh, I think I started. I must have started kinder or first. Yeah. yeah. Until uh, we moved out summer of uh, sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Moved <laughs> moved down to uh, sunny, hot Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, if if there's one place I would be other than Indiana. I think Texas is at the top of the list. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, the, the funny thing, I was just talking to some of my coworkers because I, I, I do a lot of work outside. And right now, like today, it's, you know, it's not, like almost 90 degrees. There's Jeez. no fall weather. We don't really have a winter. So it's really hard, like, it's really hard to celebrate uh, the seasons here because it's just hot all the time. So <laughs> I think a lot of people like that because you can be outside all year in, like, shorts and stuff. But when it comes time to, like, Halloween, which I love, it's hard to, like, no one really gets in a spirit because there's no there's no, <laughs> no change, cool man. weather there's no leaves you know so it's really hard it's it's in winter man christmas sucks when you're when you're sweating and wearing shorts you know it's, it's not the same yeah, I, I gotta say, man, there's a, there's a lot of things you can complain about Indiana for, but uh, we got the seasons, we got that much. Yeah, for yeah, us. definitely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I'm trying to remember. I I, I don't remember if I, I met you in kindergarten or first grade, but I remember that uh, we, we were pretty young, and our, uh, I always get this story wrong. For some reason, my childhood memory of you was that you were this real exotic kid that came from Australia. And yeah, then you always yeah, have to did. correct me on on that story. So, so what's the connection to Australia? What, what? No, yeah, we did. That's um, So I was born in Texas. My dad worked for Alcoa Aluminum Company. And uh, when I was like, I don't know, three or four, he got relocated to Australia. They were building a brand new plant. And he was one of the ones they shipped over there to like build, uh, I guess, build it, get it going. And for two years, we lived there. And as soon as they got the plant running, uh, they shipped all the Americans out. They didn't want them there anymore. Uh, so, you know, and I was, you know, of course, I was like five, four or five. So I don't really know anything. But apparently they had wanted to move back to Texas because that's where their family was from. But the only place he could get a job at Alcoa was in Indiana at Lafayette. They had a, a plant or something mm -hmm. there. So that's how we so we got there. So we moved there when I was like five, five and a half. Um, and then we were there for, you know, eight years or whatever. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I want to say it was music class or something. Uh, our teacher was uh, teaching us to sing the song. Oh, man. I want to say it was Waltzing Matilda, maybe. Oh, okay. Or, yeah. or one of those, you know, yeah. very classic uh, Australian songs. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, I think that's like Christopher can lead us. Oh, yeah, awesome. That's funny. I don't even know that song. <laughs> maybe I did back then. So, yeah, I mean, uh, all throughout grade school, we hung out together. Uh, and I remember, you know, and I don't know if you, you feel this way or not, but I always remember you being the artsy type from the very beginning, very crafty, very, uh, creative <laughs> you know, and all that. It's funny because I always thought, I thought that was you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that guy is so creative. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Hey, we both are, you know, it worked out. Yeah, we did, we did Cub Scouts. Um, yeah, your dad was a den leader maybe. for a little while there. Yeah, we blows or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I remember he uh, he took us to the train yard there, and we got to drive the train. You remember that? Oh man, yeah. I, I still brag yeah, about that. So like, I'm driving a train. <laughs> I know. Like who else can say that, right? Yeah. Not very many people. Oh geez. Uh, so the other thing I can credit you for, uh, aside from uh, you know being my partner in crime and creativity and all that growing up, but uh, my parents we used to we had a model railroad set as a kid. Uh, or as kids, I mean, me and my brother, that is. And um, so we we would go into the model shop every now and then, pick up a new train item or what have you, pick up a model to build. And so I always saw, you know, the box set for Dungeons & Dragons sitting there, and I've always loved medieval stuff and was just, oh, wow, what is this? This would be really cool. But, you know, being in the 80s, my parents were, you know, <laughs> you know wrapped up in the whole satanic panic that, oh, no, that's, right. you know, it's devil worship yeah. or whatever. Um, right. But... Uh, your parents actually let you play, 
And then when my parents found that out, they're like, "Oh well, it must just be a bunch of hype." And then they let me play. Oh, so, wow, that's uh, awesome! I kind of credit you for uh, my intro into <laughs> role-playing cool. games. Wow, you know what's funny is uh, the other day I was at Walmart and they have Dungeons and Dragons stuff in Walmart now. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of going back to you know, back in the day. Yeah, I guess they used to have it at Toys R Us and everywhere, and yeah. and pulled it out of there in the mid '80s, and now it's kind of yeah. coming back. So. Now it's back. Yeah, that's funny. I, I um. My parents were pretty cool. I, you know, maybe they didn't really know that. <laughs> maybe they didn't really know what it was. <laughs> but yeah, they were always real big on like, um, kind of like pursuing your, you, you know, your if you want to try something, try it. And real big on reading. My parents were real big on reading. They would all the way up through high school. You know, they had no problems like, um, when we would go to the mall, like Walden Books and stuff. They'd you know buy us a book and stuff. I read a lot of the. Um, the Dragonlance books and stuff when yeah. they first came out. I guess I don't know if it was Tracy Hickman or yeah, something like that. Weiss, yeah, yeah, but I read all those. Or Margaret you know, Weiss, sorry. Laura's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tracy's wife or was his wife? But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I read all those back in the day, and you know, my parents would, you know, didn't have a problem buying books for us. Yeah, I remember. Uh, unfortunately, about the time that I was getting into it uh, was about the time you guys left. Like, in fact, I can only really remember one time that we kind of got together and yeah. role played there at our friend Brian's house. I think it was. And... Yeah, yeah, Brian Pfeiffer. Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of weird because when we uh, not weird, but it was. I don't know. I don't want to say sad, but when we moved to to Texas, the culture down here was really different. I guess like, and the only thing I could think of is because. It's the weather, so I guess, you know, they call it nice down here, but you can be outside all the time. People down here didn't build train sets, and they didn't really play Dungeons & Dragons, I guess because people did sports and outside Outdoor, stuff. Yeah. No. yeah, so I, I remember my dad, like, you know, we, we had to travel to bigger cities just to find a, a train, a, you know, hobby store. And in high school, I only knew one guy that, played Dungeon Dragons and it was it, it, you know there just wasn't anybody it was, it was you just so I, a lot of times I would just play by myself and just you know <laughs> go go through the adventure and, and kind of act like I was the characters I'd play with my brother a little bit <laughs> but it was it was it was hard so uh going into high school uh, I mean did you start leaning into the art really heavy as far as the classes you were taking or was that more um, just a loan pursuit or yeah, yeah, it was just loan because I think I only remember um, my junior high had an art class, but it was just like you know art class that you just did still life drawings or pointillism or something. And then in high school there was one art class, but it was just basically like your typical generic art class. They didn't, I mean, we did some kind of cool drawings, but it wasn't anything like they didn't teach you or steer you in any direction. And when I really started drawing, it was actually because I was playing Dungeons and Dragons by myself and so I was drawing my characters <laughs> and and looking at all the um, monster manuals and and the modules and stuff and that's kind of what got me to start drawing was I was drawing rangers and, and the knights and stuff and then at the same time comics got really big um, this would be like early 90s mm -hmm. um, so the, between the, the age yeah, of all the, the foil the, covers and the yeah. you know alternates and all yeah yeah the, what, the speculation market or whatever <laughs> oh yeah this number one's gonna be worth some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, I did all that, and um, that's kind of that's when I really started getting into the art. Was drawing my uh, my characters, and then it kind of transitioned into comics, and I started making comics and drawing comics and stuff. Now, now jumping back a minute, uh, yeah. And, and I realize that you know role playing games not those aren't like the epitome of your life right now, or, or haven't been for a while. But uh, do you remember any of the art 
in the games that uh, you owned that you were that, that really kind of inspired you or that you really still remember as being just a great piece? Um, okay, so I don't. I think as far as what I owned, I, I owned. I think I owned a monster manual. I think it was in a binder, uh, maybe. Um, was it the, course, uh, one like of, a white binder? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, the monsters compendium. Was, yeah. Yeah. I think I had that. I'm sure I had one of the the D and D manuals or um, what do you call it? players player handbook. Uh huh. Um, I remember I had the uh, Star Wars role playing game because my brother and I would play that a little bit. Um, that was pretty fun and. I had a couple of the modules, and I remember seeing I remember seeing them at uh, Walden Books, and then I think at KB Toys they had them at the very bottom, <laughs> um, like on a shelf. Like I don't know if they were clearance or what, but I remember seeing them, and I remember the art was like so awesome because it was sort of that like Boris Vallejo kind of uh-huh. like realistic barbarians and half naked people and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, and and you you can't help but like. You know, see, and the art was just so awesome, especially, you know, because, you know, I watch a lot of cartoons, and so that art was like the exact opposite. You know, it's kind of like He-Man, but realistic, and uh-huh. it was like really cool. And so that, I would I would almost pick up based on the art. I'm like, oh, that's a, that monster looks cool or whatever. <laughs> and then, um, and I actually have um, the art of Dragonlance. It's like a book of all the art. I have, uh-huh. I have one of those. And um, there was a guy, I think. I want to say his name was Elmore. Yeah. And he did drawings, but I can't remember exactly what, but I had a, I had a, a, like a graphic novel where he did all these comic strips of like this, I think it was like a lady and like this aardvark or. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I can't I want, remember. Oh man. Any other day I could have told you, I keep wanting to say snarf quest, but that's not right. Yes. Is Wait, that is it? it? Is that it? It's something like that. I, yes, I don't think okay. that's it, but I think it's close. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I had yeah. that. I had that for a long time, so yeah, I loved all that, all that kind of stuff. I actually liked the art more than I actually probably looked at the art more than actually played because you know when you're, you can't really play a whole lot by yourself. <laughs> so I just loved all that art, and then, uh, like I said, with the comics and stuff, it all just kind of blended. Yeah, I tell you, I mean that's uh, art is in my opinion so important in uh, the role playing industry as far as connecting a person's imagination to the game and, and that's one of the right. reasons I'm so glad to have you on board for the projects that we've uh, done together and uh, it's just oh, good it's stuff. Been fun. It's been really fun. Your 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 game sounds so awesome. I can't wait to play it. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so exiting high school you, you're, well let me back up again on that and I hope not to stretch this out too long but uh, I gotta ask because it's been my experience I love teachers. Teaching is a hard profession, and uh, you know they they do the best they can. But right. I don't. In my many years of schooling, I never came across an art class that really helped me very much. I remember uh, in elementary school, there was a day that they taught us to to draw the human head using an egg shape with a, a line that kind of, you know, uh, what do you call that? Uh, circum, circum, whatever. Uh, Went around it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's what Magellan did to the globe. Right. <laughs> Circumnavigated. Circumnavigate. <laughs> yes. Uh, so at any rate, and, and that helped me to start to develop an idea of how to take something two-dimensional and make it three-dimensional. But, sure. but what little art talent I have almost entirely comes from the How to Draw the Marvel Way book and, yep, and teaching exactly. myself through that. Right. Uh, what, what's been your experience on that? Do, do you find that what you learned it, uh, outside of school uh, was, was so much more useful than in the art classes you took, you know, high Definitely. school and down. Yeah, 
Yeah, when um, but like you know, my high school art class was just sort of like a generic art class. I mean, it was all right. We did some neat little drawings, but it wasn't like no one no one was gonna learn anything there that was gonna like steer them one way or the other. You know, it was just the art class that you had to take. Uh -huh. Um, and I did a I did all my drawing outside. Uh, trying you know back then for the internet, you just pick up books from the library and, and read like. Um, letters to the editor in comics. How do you draw comics? And just the, the artist would answer, and you would try to do what he. You know, I used to. Um, I used to get uh, like my mom would get magazines like Pennies and Sears and stuff like that in the mail. And when she was done with them, I would I would keep them and try to draw the people in the in the catalog oh. and draw the hands and the feet and the clothes and and because you know I, you know they always tell you to you know like take take um, still life drawing where you draw a model and all that stuff, but you you know. You can't always do that. The next best thing is is to draw a real person, not not draw a comic book character. You know, uh -huh. so you actually study a real person and see how the body moves and all that kind of stuff. And so I did that a lot. Um, now now on the internet you can just Google anything, <laughs> uh, which is really helpful when someone wants you to draw you know uh, a certain kind of house and a certain kind of car. You don't have to go into the library and try to find find them. Yeah. You know. yeah. So but yeah so yeah I just did uh, I just pretty much learned on my own i went to college and studied graphic design but i didn't really learn a whole lot there either um it was all on my own outside reading and listening and now with youtube it's it's crazy the the, the stuff they show you how to oh, do yeah. on youtube amazing get a great education just off of there yeah, in some cases yeah. um when you say graphic design because i this is something i've never been real clear on um, mm -hmm. When someone says graphic design nowadays, I'm thinking about like web page layout and things like that on a digital landscape. W what was it that you actually studied there? Uh, yeah, so um, so I was I went to college um, 97, 98, um, and so my my classes were like how to make book covers, design logos, uh, wine labels. Uh, we did a couple web pages, but it wasn't really for that. I guess it was, they were still a little behind. The so this times. would have been kind of like more like the philosophy of what, what you do and how you set things up to make it appealing or to that. Kind right. Of right. Like, you know, how to, you know, fonts with, you know, how to use fonts and, and, um, and like basically we would, he would say, okay, here's a, make a book cover for, uh, I don't know, Tarzan. And you would, you would go and, and come back with a sketch and we would all look at it in class and, and people would throw out their comments and, um, and the teacher would be like, well, you know, this, maybe you should try to center this or move this, or, or this looks like, you know, some crap I saw on, <laughs> on the bookshelf, you know. And I remember one class, you know, I, when I was growing up, my brother was really uh, blunt. So if I, you know, and when you're, when you're first learning to draw, everything looks bad, you know, because <laughs> you're trying to figure it out. And he would look at, I, I draw Spider-Man, he's like, oh, his head's way too big. And it, you know, his hand's all messed up. So I grew up with that. So, so I, I learned that, you know, to, to, to learn from it and he may be right or he, or he may not be. But when I got to college, there's a lot of kids who had come straight from high school and they'd never had that. Oh. And, and when someone would say, oh, you know, your, your head's too big, they would get all mad and, and, <laughs> and fight. And I'm like, dude, just, you know, but <laughs> it really helps to, to, to learn from each other, to show, to show your, you know, like writers do that. They'll, they'll let people read their stuff and kind of critique it. And it, it makes everything better, Yeah, you know? But yeah, that's that's a roundabout way to answer your question, I guess. No, no, great. <laughs> uh, 
you know, a lot of the people that are listening, I think, are kind of like me, and they dabble in a lot of different things. A lot of them, you know, probably trying to grow in their art skills. What are some things that, that you felt were, like, pivotal from the point that you're like, okay, I'm somebody that's trying to do art to I'm somebody that, that actually is now, you know, out there selling art to people, doing art for, uh, you know, websites and businesses and all this? What, what are some skills you picked up that kind of gave you that edge that brought you into uh. that professionalism? Um, I guess, I mean, the number one, I guess the number one thing is just confidence in yourself, you know, because some people are going to like your stuff and some aren't, you know, and, and you can't, you can't really take it, uh, personally, if someone's like, eh, you know, you're not right for it, then, you know, you're just not right for it, move on, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you, you don't waste time like arguing with people if they don't like it, they don't like it, you know, um. And just be professional, be on time. You know, if if you tell somebody you're going to do something, then do it. You know, if if, if you say you're going to do something in a week, then do it in a week. Um, if something comes up, you know, like life happens, just let the people know. Because I've ran into a lot of people I've done art for, and they're like, wow, you actually, you know, uh, I didn't expect you to finish, you know, on time. And I'm like, well, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. But, um, yeah, and that, like as far as art-wise, man, um, I do a lot of – I do a lot of, like, so I do, um, I do, like, comic work, graphic novels, um, I, cartoony stuff, but I also try to do, like, I do watercolor painting, and then when I'm out and about, a lot of times, I'll just sketch, um, like, when we're traveling or going somewhere, and I have a minute, I'll sketch a building or sketch a car, so I'm not, I'm not strictly, like, a cartoonist, you know, like, I kind of want to be well-rounded. So if someone says, Hey, you know, I see you draw. Can you, um, can you draw my dog? You know? And I'm like, no, I only do cartoons. You know what I mean? (laughs) I kind of want to be able to do everything and it, and it, and it'll influence all your other art. So if you practice drawing buildings, even though you really like doing, um, I don't know, pet, pet portraits, at, at some point, someone may want you to draw their house behind the dog. And if you don't, if you've never drawn a house, you might not be able to do that for him. So, I, you know, and it just makes you a more well-rounded artist all around. I got to say, when I talk with other guys that are kind of in my position that are, you know, self-publishing and, and getting off the ground, uh, that, that's one thing I always tell them is, man, you know, you got to check this Christopher Toop out. Like, oh, you, nice. you have such a wide range of, of styles that that are present in your work. I mean, you know, <laughs> Thanks, even, yeah. uh, you know, like you said, I mean, I, I think that, probably the the area that really shines is, is when you kind of do that that playful cartoony stuff but uh you've also yeah, got stuff favorite. that's just like you know dead on like some of your your uh lunchtime watercolors you do are just like these beautiful you know portraits of of you know americana or texicana or whatever you want to say yeah, yeah, and, awesome. uh, it's cool, just amazing you. to see that range yeah it's kind of it's kind of hard because when i was hit when i was first trying to figure out art and I'm still trying to figure out how to make money and stuff, but uh, <laughs> different artists have said, you know, find your niche, find what you're good at, and just be the best at it, you know. And so for a long time, I tried to just be like, I want to just want to do comics, and so I would just do nothing but draw comics. And then I'm like, man, I, I kind of want to do a kids book, so I, I like, I'm gonna draw a kid book, and I'm like, well, man, I should, I should be the best kids book artist I could be. And so I, for a year, I just draw kids book illustrations and try to <laughs> sell that. And then I'm like, man, I really want to kind of go sketch some, like, cars. And so I, I just, you know, I kind of do everything 
And sometimes I wonder, like, man, maybe I should have stuck with one thing. <laughs> I'd probably be like really, really good by now. But yeah. it's, but you know, I like kind of like doing everything. So you know, it whatever it is, it is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing, and, and maybe you know, you tell me if this is fair to say or not. But but I know that a lot of the art that I've seen of yours online, uh, really has a focus on uh, '80s and '90s memorabilia. Especially yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. uh, toy lines, cartoon lines, uh, a lot of mashing up of different uh, characters sure. from different yeah. areas. Um, tell me about that. What uh, is that something that, that you're interested in, or something that you you see a big market for? Or? Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, let me think about that. Yeah. So I, I kind of like, I don't know. I guess when I first started doing art. I did a lot of just my own stuff, my own characters, my own comics and stuff, but it was really hard to get people to see it. Uh-huh. And so, but I would go to comic cons with some friends and everybody's drawing Spider-Man. And I'm like, what? You know, I got my own character and they're like, we don't care. You know, we want some <laughs> Spider-Man, you know? And, and so I'm like, well, you know, I'll, I'll draw Spider-Man and, and throw it up here. And then I don't know, over time, what I kind of found myself doing is I'll work on my own stuff. Uh, maybe I'll, like recently I put together a sketchbook of a city in Poland just for fun, but it's so like my own thing, my own sketches. And then after that, I'm like, I mean, I'm gonna take a break. And then I'll, I'll spend a week drawing like, you know, Ghostbusters or something just because I love that stuff. And to be honest, it's a, it, to me, it's kind of a good way just to share my love and nostalgia, but also I don't want to say it's like, a, I don't want to make it sound crass, but it's almost like a good way to kind of get a free marketing or whatever. Uh-huh. Because if I post a, a a picture of a building I, I sketch, people will like that. But if I post a Ghostbuster, it might get more views, and they might see my building. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, it leads um, to people so, exploring yeah. sites and all that. Yeah. So it kind of works both ways. I love doing it, but I also know that it might help bring a few more eyes to my art than just a random sketch of a a car out in a Texas field, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. So it kind of works for everybody, but it's really fun. I mean, I love that stuff. The crazy thing is, you know, I'm over, I'm, you know, 43, about to be 44. And Feel whenever, <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but uh, I, I watch cartoons like every day when I'm drawing. And, you know, well, I kind of have them on like in the background, but it's like, that's, that's mainly all I watch. And with the kids, like I don't ever watch inappropriate stuff with my kids. So I'm always watching like kids stuff. So it, um, it's just like, it just fits, you know, and, and I don't know, and I'll, I love all those old. I used to want to draw cartoons, like when I was, when, like when I said I was uh, doing the D and D stuff and the comics. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an animator, and then when I realized how much you have to draw, <laughs> yeah. it, I was like, man, that's a ton of drawings. And then being in South Texas, there's like, I didn't even know like where to go other than Disney. You know, like uh-huh. it's where I live is so far from anything artistic. It was really hard to, to find that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, I don't I mean, want to do that. From what I understand, I mean, almost all that stuff's now like Korean and, and over in the South Pacific, uh, yeah. you know, almost slave labor kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, um, I really appreciate the, the art that you do that connects to, you know, toys and, and memorabilia. Just that, you know, I have a great life now. I love my family. I wouldn't want to change things at all, but, but there's something just kind of really sweet to, to kind of think back to childhood and, and look at some of these artifacts from from when we were children and uh, and man those oh, yeah. you know they hit that spot right immediately you know when you see some of that art that you've done. So, you know it's yeah and so that's kind of what it is for me too because honestly you know I real I 
I am a big kid. I mean, I don't know if you can see behind me, but I, I, I see the Rancor, sales. man. I it's, see that Rancor, and I have Rancor in there's, me. <laughs> there's, there's toys. I still buy toys, and like I know, I know some guys. I hear them on other podcasts and stuff. They'll go to the store and buy like a new. I don't know. Now they're coming out. They they're bringing GI Joe back and stuff, and they'll go to the store and buy them, and they'll be like, "Oh, these are for my kids." But I'm not even <laughs> embarrassed. You know, I'm like, I've actually bought. Star Wars action figures and the lady like scanned it and she's like and my kids are with me I'm not even kidding she goes oh these must be for you and they're like no they're dads and she's like and she's like uh she like doesn't know what to say and I'm like just put it in the bag just put it in the bag you know don't make it weird I'm not embarrassed put it in the bag I'm not kidding man that happens all the time my kids know now they're like no that's dad yeah, I've, yeah. Got, I've got a couple of cabinets of of things I've uh, collected, both new and old. Uh, so I have. Yeah. Got... It gets to the point, though. I've got so many different collections. I've had to kind of rope it yeah. in a little bit and focus on just a few things. But uh... I kind of I, I want to get some. Um, like I said, we live in this old house, and there's not a lot of space. But I want to get some pegboard and build like a fake uh, toy shelf with the little hooks. Oh, like a storefront kind of. Yeah, I've wanted to do that forever. <laughs> Yeah, but you're talking about nostalgia. So we live down here in South Texas, and we live in a small town. And Halloween here is really lame. Um, but if we, if you drive to the next biggest town, which is like 20, 25 minutes away, it's 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 probably maybe a little smaller than than West Lafayette or something like that. They have, they have a couple of neighborhoods, and we'll go there during Halloween and just walk down the street in the neighborhood and go trick or treating. And man, it's like, to me, it's like being a kid again, you know? And my kids are like, Oh, we have to go there again. And I'm like, dude, we get to walk around and trick or treat, you know, like it's, it's, man, I love it. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, talk about kids and family and all this. Um, so, I mean, you, you've got a, a nine to five job that, you know, puts the, the three square meals on the table kind of thing like myself. And then, uh, the art thing is like a side business and hobby. Sure. You know, most artists, I mean, they, this this is like a Buddhist way of life for most artists, right? I mean, that's it's art, 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 live and die, and, and most of them are single and, and single just kind of out of necessity for the, right. you know, to feed that monster. Um, yeah. How, how do you balance that? What, you know, what are some of the ways that you get art in in a day, uh, you know, with work and family and all this other stuff? Yeah, man, it's, uh, that's the, that's the biggest struggle, um. It's it's hard because it's like a lot of times, like I get off work and I'm like, man, I've been thinking about this all day. I want to come home and and work on this drawing. But like, you know, my wife wants to talk about her day or my kids want to talk about their day, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, I've got all this. I'm ready to go. You know, <laughs> and over time, you just learn to kind of like to like hold that back, do the family bit for a little bit. And a lot of times, what I do is hang out with the family. I'll draw for 10, 15 minutes go hang out with the family, go draw a little bit. So that's not like the best way to do things. But um, for me, it, it works. Um, and then a lot of times when everybody goes to bed, then I'll, I'll sit down for a little bit, crank it out. I also tend to have like the most energy early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, I would get up, at, I was getting up at like four, four or five in the morning. And I would, I was working on this graphic novel and I would work on it for like an hour and a half before work every morning. Um, my hours, I've changed my hours at work. So I go in at six 30 now. So it's kind of hard uh, mm-hmm. to do that, but, but, um, I'll just kind of stay up late. I don't, um, I don't, I don't go out drinking with the guys at work. I don't hang out with a lot of people. Um, it's, it's work, it's hanging out with my family and then any free time is art. And that's, um, I, I don't, I try not to waste time 
Um, anytime there's not something going on, I'm working, drawing, writing. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, you know, uh, I, I work with the youth, and um, today uh, we had some extra time, so I put on this little like 10-minute YouTube clip of uh, the, the 10 habits of most successful people. Okay, and yeah. uh, you, you hit two of them right there. One of them is you get up early because the, the earlier right. you get up, the more productive you'll be. And then the other one is don't waste time. <laughs> so, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, like, uh, for instance, I just finished writing. Um, I've written a couple of short, I guess you'd call them like chapter books. Um, I've written two of them, and they're, they're up on, on Amazon. But I did most one of One of those is the the uh, Roadblocks one, right? The Roadblocks? Uh, yes, yeah. sir. And then uh, one is uh, these, this called it's called SCP. It's like this whole online community of they create monsters and stuff, and and I wrote them for my son, but I went ahead and put it up on on Amazon because it's a lot of work, so why not? Um, but I did almost all the writing at work on my downtime because I found a lot of times at work where you're, you're we're waiting, I'm waiting on somebody, I'm waiting on an email. Um, I work for a power company, so a lot of times I'm out in the field doing stuff, um, and uh, get back to the office, you unload the truck, you're waiting on somebody, and so a lot of most of the guys I work with, they'll just go sit down or they'll just they'll just BS all day. But I'm like, man, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, I could write, you know, a couple hundred words. Right? Right. So that's what I do. And, you know, and I just fin- I actually just finished another book today. Um, and it's all just little chunks of time that, you know, like I'll come home cooking dinner. I'm waiting on the rice and the kids are in the other room doing something. Oh, I got an idea for this. I'll, I'll write down <laughs> a couple sentences, you know, and it all adds up, you know, and after – a month or two, you've got you've got you know a nice little kids book or something. Yeah, the whole Whereas, aggregate of waiting. Yeah, all those little minutes adding yeah. together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't, is I don't that wanna... the is that the new SPC one that you're talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just finished it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot longer than the other one. What? Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. What's that one? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll try to get, I'll try to get this right. My, my son clued me into this whole world. Uh, the SCP is um, secure, protect, contain. So it's it's kind of like an online community where people create like a monster or creature or entity or planet or whatever. And this imaginary uh, organization traps the, the creatures and keeps them away from the general public so they don't hurt people or whatever. And some of them are good creatures and whatnot. So it's this whole – there's like thousands of these creatures that people have, have made up. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and and there's, there's video games. Um, just YouTube, and I, I didn't even know anything about it. So my my son starts showing me YouTube videos, and I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> um, and so so I, uh, this book I just finished. These these creatures get out, they break out of the facility, and, and they form these teams to like go and and track them down. And the teams are kind of inexperienced. It's kind of like a a fun adventure. It's comedy, kind of scary. Um, and so yeah, that's that's kind of that, that in a nutshell. And and uh, hopefully it'll be really fun. I I'm I'm kind of excited about it. You know, we'll see. What uh, do you have a title for yet, or? Um, yeah, I, uh, the title I'm going through right now it's it's called Fish and Chips because the two <laughs> main characters are, or it it, it kind of goes off of that. That's like yeah. the nicknames or something like that. Yeah, or? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's through the Amazon Marketplace that you normally publish. It, yeah, it? it will be yeah. next week, hopefully. Yeah, I'm trying to get it out for Halloween. Yeah, since, uh, I'm feeling you on that. I'm trying to get yeah. this uh, haunted house one out just for right, Halloween. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so you, you talked a little bit about uh, when you do art, sometimes you'll you'll put on the cartoon in the background to kind of have yeah. that ambient noise. Um, sure. Do you have any other things like like for myself? I've got this one pencil and it's it's getting down to about three inches, but it's like yeah. the perfect 
pre-sketch pencil that the, or, or primary sketch pencil because okay. you know got that lead that's real light but yet it flows real well and so it's that's sure. my rituals to find that pencil and start with it and then work up from there right. well, you have anything like that any crazy kind of you know rituals or routines you you do other than the the cartoons you know um honestly just because of trying to juggle a job and, and a family and uh, doing art just i i came up once my kids were born just doing art whenever I can with whatever I had, you know, so, and I, you know, I didn't, you know, like I said, we live in a small town, so there's no art stores here. So it's basically whatever I could find at Walmart or, or a target down the road, maybe Hobby Lobby. Um, now, now there's, you know, Amazon stuff, but, um, so yeah, pencils, I, you know, there's certain sketchbooks I kind of like if I'm doing like, like I said, like sketching like outdoors, like on the road and stuff. Um, but, uh, there is one, um, I do like right now, I do my ink work. Um, I use this. It's a it's a Pentel. It's a brush pen. Okay. Yeah. But the but the awesome part and and see when when I first started drawing comics, a lot of the artists would use the um, they would use brushes. They would dip in like the ink bottles mm -hmm. or like uh, those old pen nibs. And man, I could not stand that because you're constantly dipping in the ink and it's just it's, it's so tedious so i would use like sharpie markers or whatever well uh a friend of mine in japan actually sent me the the japanese version of this pen um man i don't know like eight years ago and um it, it kind of wore out and I, I saw this one on like amazon or something and so it's pentel it's a brush pen it's got re it, the cartridges are replaceable i'll just try to show you the, i don't know where's my so you just pop out the cartridge when it's empty, pop a new one in, and you don't have to dip this in any, you know. It's, <laughs> it's man, I, I, this is the one thing that I can say that, that yeah, I use that for almost, yeah, I love that thing now. But other than that, whatever pencils, pens, I mean, I don't have, like, favorite brushes. Uh, I've tried a bunch of different kinds of watercolors. It's just sometimes I'll pick one up and, and just try it, you know. Yeah, I don't. It's probably not a good answer. But. Oh, no, no. It's, yeah, yeah. True answer is a good answer, yeah. Uh, I, I, I told you this would be a short one, and I, I know I've kind of drug it out quite a bit. But, oh, no, um, that's fine. But before we called it a, a day on this, um, we were talking before we started recording about, uh, you know, I got online, I noticed, I mean, you're on you're on Tumblr, you're on WordPress, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere. I, I don't know if you saw this or not, and I didn't plan this, but I'm, I'm wearing my T-shirt. Uh, so oh, you for those of you at home, I've, I've got a T-shirt on that oh. uh, Christopher made. Uh, it's got 12 different uh, vehicles oh, man. from the How did 80s. It turn out? Uh, did, man, did, got, does it look good? It, it looks good. I, I got a lot of compliments yeah. on it. We had a kind of a, oh, a, a nice. strange day at work where we got to kind of dress down, and so I wore this in. and got a lot of people going, well, is that the Ghostbusters car? Or is that the oh, is that the sweet. A Team van? Uh, it's nice. pretty cool. Um, That's awesome. So, I mean, Very you cool. got some T-shirts. I've seen a bunch of other ones. There's a Godzilla one you made that I think is hilarious. At some point when yeah, I yeah. have more room for T-shirts, I think that's on sure. my buy list. Um, what, what all you got out there, and in, 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 in where can people find your art, man? Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I forgot about the T-shirts, so you said that. Uh, yeah, I've got some T-shirts up on TeePublic. I've got stuff on Redbubble. Uh, I've got a couple blogs, uh, stuff on Amazon. But uh, Facebook, in, I post on Instagram all the time. Um but if you just go to ctupa.com, it's all linked there. Um, that's probably I've got a bunch of actually I've got a bunch of free uh, books that I've I've got I've got a list of books for sale. But under that, 
free PDF downloads of some graphic novels. One of them inspired by Lafayette. Um, <laughs> that's the, the kids, kids go, on the neighborhood the kids, one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, um, and th- those are free. So if you know, if just go to c2.com. You can you can get some free books to read. Excellent. Well, folks, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, appreciate you listening to us this week. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, Thanks. if you haven't, get on the web, ctupa.com, uh, right? Yeah, you got it. You got okay, because uh, uh, there's also the art of ctupa out there also somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's I, out I'm there. Out <laughs> Check it out, man. I tell you what, if you're a friend of G.I. Joe, or a fan of, I mean, <laughs> if you're a fan of G.I. <laughs> Joe, or a friend, hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other. I mean, there, there's everything's Goodness. covered, but those are some of the ones that you're gonna you're gonna hit the sweet spot on. He Man. There's a lot of uh, little references to He Man and stuff, and a lot of the, the art you're gonna see. Um, just found one today. I was talking about with him where he did arcade art from like the old, you know, Atari days, the old uh, 8-bit graphic uh, translated into cartoon characters uh and it's it's pretty cool to try to look at it and go oh yeah i know that game I, you know yeah, yeah. Awesome. fun stuff so christopher thank you so much for being yeah, with me thank tonight you, man. thanks for having and, me uh, appreciate it we'll have to get fun back t- together and do t- this t- again here yeah yeah that's fun man hey dungeoneers it's luau lu again as usual i'm clean out of my mind totally forgetting to tell you all the important things that i need to express to you such as how to contact us if you have any questions for the This Old Dungeon podcast, uh, our interview guest, Christopher Tupa, or if you want to suggest some content for uh, future episodes, you can contact us at thisolddungeon at gmail.com. Uh, and hey, maybe you are an artist. Maybe you are a writer. Maybe you've got some interesting projects somehow related to gaming and you want to get the word out. I would love to interview you. I don't care if you haven't published anything yet. I just love this hobby, and I love those that are adding to it. So contact us, and we'll see what we can do with you. Besides, now I have unlimited bandwidth on Podbeam. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we should be out with another normal episode of This Old Dungeon, reviewing something, somehow, uh, pretty soon. Give us uh, about another week and a half, maybe two weeks. I know it's slow coming, folks, but uh, things are just very complicated right now. We're doing the best we can with this uh, wonderful hobby of ours. Until next time, uh, we hope you have some great gaming. And, uh, oh, by the way, another thing I forgot is to spell Tupa for you. You've probably seen it in the show notes, uh, or not notes, but the, the file heading. But just in case, uh, Christopher Tupa, his last name is T-U-P-A. As simple as that, folks, please check him out. You're going to love him. And if you are a game uh, designer, if you're, if you're a publisher, uh, he's just an amazing artist. You need to look him up. Have a good one, folks. Old Dungeon is copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Opinions expressed on the show are those of the show's host and guests, and may not reflect the reality you're living. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will wrong script. Anyhow, folks, enjoy your day.